Today, uh, my guest is a super cool guy, an artist and a friend for some time now. It, this is Calligraphy DK. What's up? <laughs> hey, bro. Like, uh, I mean, we've recorded this already like some time ago, but due to some stupid reasons, I've lost the footage and we're back recording it again. And I know the story, but for those who don't know much about you, Tell me a bit more, a bit more about you, bro. Like, uh, how old are you? Where are you from? And how your journey started? There's a lot that's happened in the last two years. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We will come to that to that point, but you know, we gotta start from the beginning, bro. Let the people know who are you, where you're from, how like how old are you, and how everything started, man. Some. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me back again. Um, yeah, my name is Dong Hyu Lee, aka Calligraphy DK. I'm currently 23 years old and um, living in South Korea. Okay. Uh, and yeah, I'm I'm also like a university student, like majoring in media and communication, minoring in sociology, and been doing this whole calligraphy thing for like the past five to six years now. But uh, yeah, let's 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 start from the beginning, bro. Like, because uh, I I really don't remember, man. It's been like <laughs> yeah, yeah. So years, the but beginning was like, like 2016. Yeah, but no, I mean before the beginning, like, where did you go to school? Did you study something related to letters? Did you have love for letters throughout your life? Uh, how how came up this point where you started? Oh yeah, <laughs> well I was still in high school back then, um, in 2016, and it really just started because. <laughs> there there was like a girl that I liked and um, I wanted to impress her you know, by doing stuff that I guess was not not that conventional I don't know like um, some people you know some people just straight up ask some people write uh, pretty letters <laughs> I wanted to write pretty letters and um, ask her out that way and I was just googling a bunch of stuff you know like what was it yeah i think i i did know the term calligraphy okay so i just typed it in but there was like a youtube video um from I think 2015 there was like uh zeb lester oh okay. uh, it was like a compilation of like um a bunch of logos and i was like damn like i, I didn't really know <laughs> that this was all calligraphy and it yeah i just kind of got hooked right yeah. so I was really, uh, I, I was just like from from day one. I was just like researching a lot, and I kind of almost forgot about like the whole pretty letter thing. But I was gonna ask, what happened? Did you actually manage to write a beautiful? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. The sad story is, I didn't. Um, she kind of she kind of rejected me, or I guess it didn't really work out. And um, yeah, but oh. I don't know. I was I was pretty. I wasn't really too like bummed out about it because I had like I discovered like this new new thing called calligraphy. So, um, so you, for just... you forgot about the girl. Uh, I don't want to say I don't want to say like I for forgot about it completely. But um, at that time, I was just I don't know. I was just really, really into calligraphy. And I remember doing nothing else, really. Um, it was like my last year of high school and um, a lot of people were like studying so for like the final exams and i was trying really really hard to do anything else besides like studying and calligraphy was really a great outlet for me to 
to you know use up my time and um yeah that's that's how it really happened and that's how i got into instagram like i created my first post on instagram on november 1st 2016 i still remember that and um yeah from there on out i i guess that's that's when the whole calligraphy journey started yeah yeah but uh, do you, okay you said you started with sepp lester but uh, did you remember what tools what scripts did you start with and were there any other influences while we were starting yeah i mean um i i was yeah it, it really started with like zap blaster and then i discovered like a generic like a tombow tutorial i think so that was my first brush um tombow fudanazuka it was like a soft brush okay and i also bought like a tombow dua brush pen which um like with all the shipping i remember it was like really expensive for like a single pen it was like six bucks or something i never spent that much money for like a single pen and um what but I, i i used it i used it like until it was just you know you the the tip was like so fizzled um and i used it for like probably almost a year i think i just reused it all the time and Uh, yeah, Tombow Duo brush pen, and then I moved on to like Tombow, the Fudanosuka like soft brush and hard brush, and um, yeah, I was uh, really into Instagram. Wh which one do and, you prefer uh, from those uh, two? One, like from those two, definitely the Tombow Fudanosuka, the Tombow Duo brush pen. I don't really recommend it no, no, either I, for like. I mean, from soft and the hard brush, because for oh, from the soft and hard brush. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm definitely leaning towards the soft one. Right. At first, it was the hard brush, but I I switched back to like soft, because it just kind of kind of fits my style more. And um, yeah, for me, know, for, for me, the hard the hard one, it's actually harder to use. I don't know, like uh, I I I feel like with the soft one, you have more uh, freedom to do different yeah, kind of yeah. things there's definitely like less restrictions when it comes to the soft brush tip that i yeah that i feel mm -hmm. like fits my style more yeah and yeah i mean i mean tombow dual brush pen that one was also a great starter but if i if i could go back i would definitely start with like the tombow food and the like the soft brush you you said like wait because i got really confused you said it was super expensive you never gave such money like did you did you speak about until back then or in general this is the most expensive tool you got uh i doubt no it. no just just back then i was uh i remember like like pens in general were just except for like fountain pens but i wasn't really into fountain pens either but like um even when i was like in school i never really used like more uh, more than like a two bucks like two dollar yeah pen. yeah i was just using like I, i had like this one pen that cost me like two bucks and i just went with it i just used it all the time for like the past like three years or so like in, the, in my last high school days i didn't i never really got into it and then i searched it up on amazon tombow door brush um at first i wanted to buy like the five thing like five color pack and that costs like 20 to 30 bucks and i was just like oh oh my god <laughs> yeah i'm not i'm not going to spend that much money but here we are here we are now spending a lot more uh, <laughs> on pens and tools just yeah, yeah. but and from memories, there man. from there on what happened like 
Give me some. Yeah, names. from there on, it just really, um, it really started with like Instagram. You know, I I started Instagram at first because I didn't have enough storage for my phone on my phone, so mm-hmm. I needed a place where I could like upload my photos because I was running out of storage on my old phone. And then Instagram, you know, I, I um, I knew what Instagram was. I, I knew a lot of my friends were using it, but I never really cared about it. Um, until you know calligraphy, so I thought like, okay, well, uh, I'm not gonna follow like anyone for my friends or like, I'm not gonna do you know anything special with Instagram at first. So I was just really uploading every single day so I could like keep track on my progress, and that mm-hmm. was it, you know. And um, at first it was also a different name. It was called like emoji lettering. I was doing like oh, a bunch yeah. of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was, oh man, yeah, tell yeah. the story. <laughs> like, like now yeah. that you're telling the story, I'm like remembering everything. But man, yeah. that's a great Damn. story. Emoji lettering. That's 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 a very cringy name. I don't know what uh, what I was thinking, but but um, explain to people yeah. what was the point of this. <laughs> yeah, the emoji lettering. I had like a I don't know. I wasn't really conscious about it, but I was doing some sort of branding, um, personal branding, but. Yeah, emoji lettering. I was adding a bunch of like emojis to my lettering pictures. So if I was, you know, writing Paris, then I would find an emoji of the Eiffel Tower and I would just put it on there. And I thought it was such a great idea and, um, you know, such a genius idea, like nobody's doing it and everybody's going to remember me as emoji lettering. Um, thank God they didn't. Oh, dude. <laughs> so, like- yeah wait wait i mean it like if you think about it there is no not su- such a thing right now like if you if yeah, you, if you yeah. kept if you kept going you probably could have been like huge now and been known for uh, for your <laughs> emoji like for the emojis yeah but i don't know there's only there's only a certain i don't know i feel like if even if i posted like every single day I would be running out of emojis to post, right? <laughs> I, would, I would be running out. And I, sometimes I would just use like two different emojis and one single picture. So I don't know. Um, maybe it wasn't that sustainable, but who knows? Who knows? We will... yeah, it, it was a fun idea at least, man. Definitely a fun idea, but uh, thankfully my friend <laughs> told me out of it. So he, I, I changed it to calligraphy DK. Okay. So DK for my... Yeah, I remember for the longest time I thought uh, your name was related something to Denmark. <clears throat> yeah, But, that was also another branding issue. I was like uh, googling Khalifid K. Sometimes I would just, um, yeah, I was just googling my like Instagram handle to see like, oh, some maybe maybe I'm gonna like be number one. No, I was like, and uh, on Google I was definitely like on the bottom of the first page, and uh, on top was like Khalifid.dk or something for like a Denmark yeah. site um so yeah i was just like damn how how like like i didn't i didn't think about it and it, it was you know tough to think how 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 am i supposed to be denmark right <laughs> <laughs> so the initials were like well pretty you know it's still a cool maybe not name. the best choice but yeah no it works man like i mean it's still i mean it still is calligraphy decay so yeah people know, know you like stick this, with so it it's fine yeah, <laughs> and, um, yeah. And what else like from there on like were, were there yeah, people from there on like um i think there was like a solid like six month period where i was just really just posting a lot um i was just experimenting with a lot of tools and 
um, trying to get better, you know. And then I realized, you know, the whole hashtag thing, and I realized there's a whole community on on the internet and on Instagram, um, calligraphy masters included. And I was just like checking out a lot of like different artists, and um, slowly was also like very from the very beginning i was just like messaging him and then ipad lettering she was also like karen from ipad lettering she was also one of the first who really like inspired me to um try this lettering like digital lettering digital okay. calligraphy so i bought an ipad um i bought an ipad with the apple pencil in 2016 and um so this I is kind of this is the same yeah. year you started or wait uh, yeah this is the same year this is the same year when i started so um, you moved pretty quickly to the ipad i moved very quickly yeah i moved very quickly with the ipad I, i would say um i'm definitely one that started more with the ipad like digital calligraphy than traditional mm -hmm. because there's just so much fun and i was Back then, there weren't that many tutorials about like certain effects and like Procreate. Um, now there's a ton, but back then I was just like really. I remember like searching all day on Instagram for like tutorials and um, just trying to replicate it and just like coming up with my own ideas. And that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. And yeah, that's how I kind of shifted into digital calligraphy. And you you like you stuck with digital calligraphy? Like, are you happy you started? With I want to say I want to say I really started um, uh, like proper like practice and focus was definitely iPad lettering first. Okay. Yeah, traditional one vote was like my gateway, like my opening, you know, to this whole calligraphy world. And then I got sucked into it, and then I shifted very quickly to the iPad. Mm -hmm. That, yeah. But but you're focused on brush pen calligraphy yeah. style or some stuff like this or yeah I was doing I was still doing like traditional calligraphy on the side and mm. um and and experimenting a lot but I knew there were certain yeah I knew I wanted to get better at iPad lettering first that's that's what I remember yeah. but uh, looking now like. Uh... Is there getting better with iPad calligraphy? I mean, I've spoken with about this with many people. Like, I, you know, I think I shared with you as well. I, for me, iPad calligraphy, it, it makes it easy for people. And I'm, I'm not sure like that it really builds uh, skills in you. Is this true? Yeah, I mean, um, maybe because I was so new to calligraphy, I didn't know anything about like the whole movement. I was really just building up my muscle memory, right? Mm -hmm. So um, having you know um you know having this ipad right now to really not really worry about like mistakes and papers i could really just build up my whole muscle movement so i was just doing all like every day i was just doing a lot of like muscle movement practice without worrying about mistakes and paper so i think um that really helped me in the beginning to like advance my own brush lettering in the sense that um that it's like transferable so all the movement that i learned from ipad lettering i kind of reapplied to like the real traditional mm -hmm. brush calligraphy 
okay but uh, like i guess right now whatever you do on ipads you're able to do it on a paper as well right that's Or... true yeah that's true most of the stuff that i can do um is uh like on the ipad i can also pretty much do on on pen and paper now it's a weird thing because now i kind of feel like i'm more happy with like my traditional stuff <laughs> rather than like my digital stuff why is so, that i don't know i guess there's just something about like this pen and paper texture like this feeling you know i don't know like seeing the ink in real life i, I really got like the past like year or so i really got into like fountain pens and inks and all that so maybe that's why but i definitely enjoy writing on like real paper more um this is but... cool, really cool to hear because like when you started your story about the ipad in my head i'm like okay you're a younger dude it's it kind of makes sense that you you're more attracted to the digital stuff but then i remember a few days ago i i was recording another episode for this podcast with uh, eves Latern. Uh, i don't mm -hmm. know if i pronounce his name correctly but with he spoke with me about the ipad and he's also attracted to ipad and i was like wow I mean, I didn't expect. Oh yeah, it. yeah, I remember. Yeah, I, I, he's from Belgium, right? Yes, he's, yes. Uh, And I didn't yeah, expect him um, to be like really attracted good. to iPads, so I was really my mind was blown away. But then um, he explained it in a really cool way, which I probably won't explain right now. <laughs> like the the episode will be released before yeah. this one, you'll be able to hear. But yeah, we were speaking that it's like. It's like a stepping stone. Like if you already have some skills and you, you just want to have fun, yeah, go for the iPad. He also mentioned that it saves you time and stuff like this. But now, yeah, now it's cool to hear from you that you that you started with the iPad and now you are building love for the traditional. Because this is something also he mentioned. Like uh, even though you are you're do learning calligraphy at the in a wrong way or something. If you keep writing and you have interest for calligraphy, at one point you'll be attracted to the traditions because this is the way you're gonna grow. And now that yeah, I, uh, absolutely, absolutely, uh, absolutely. Now that I hear it from you, it is just like wow. This is just. Uh, I mean, I didn't expect you to tell me you're back to traditional, man. This is so cool. No, man, I'm I'm definitely back to like traditional stuff, and um, I think that there's just something because I was so exposed, like throughout the years, I was so only exposed to like digital stuff i was creating a lot of brush packs and um focusing a lot on like the digital aspect this whole like traditional world i realized i never really got into it like fully like i never really focused a lot on like the inks and you know the different nibs and papers and i don't know it's like a whole new world so it's really fun like it's really fun it's it's almost like Yeah, in a sense, I'm like a beginner again. So, yeah. Just... Well, this you just mentioned about brush packs and stuff. To speak about this, man. I mean, after all, you've started with the iPads. There is a huge, yeah, uh, yeah, huge uh, things that you can can do with it. And I'm pretty sure there will be people which will be interested in iPad anyway, no matter if I like it or not. So I guess it's good for people to know what does include in this iPad experience. It's not just writing. I mean. How many Absolutely. brush packs do you have, for example? And yeah, the brush packs I, I currently have, I mean, on my shop, I currently have around six, seven. Yeah, six, seven. Um, but that's a whole like different aspect. I mean, I never, I started as calligraphy, as a um, 
just a beginner you know who was curious about it but um that's how i really got into like entrepreneurship and stuff and like um the business side of things right okay uh, because once i got into like selling brush packs i realized okay i can't just I can't just, you know, produce a, like create a product and just put it out there. And I realized like I did have like a lot of like for for like my first product, um, I did have like fairly good sales numbers, but I also realized, okay, there's so much more to like the whole marketing aspect and there's so much more to like selling a product, right? And that's how I got into like Gary V and all this like entrepreneurship like hustle culture which was like a whole like it was a it was definitely a phase i'm like um these days i'm not super into it right um me neither kinda, i think yeah it's, culture it's it's a bit toxic man yeah it's a uh, definitely a bit toxic i don't i don't regret being in it but um no. <laughs> it was definitely a phase you know from 2018 to like 2019 it was just really everything that I could think about, like everything was about just like working and finding. I never really got to see a lot of my family during that time and friends. Um, uh, I skipped like Christmas and the birthdays and stuff like that. And because I was just like, oh, like <laughs> you should be working right now and not just celebrating and whatever. So, um, which is kind of dumb right now when I think about it. I mean, <laughs> I definitely value like family time now and like friends, like friendships. Um, instead of just like working and grinding alone well so. at, at least you've done it for a year man with me yeah it, i mean it, it yeah. was many more years than one year <laughs> yeah i'm glad i mean COVID definitely in that aspect COVID definitely helped me um mm -hmm. to like kind of um you know step back a little bit and reconsider my values <laughs> Yeah, but we were speaking before we started the podcast about this, like COVID brought us a lot of depression and like... Uh... Yeah, COVID definitely, I mean, um, there were a lot of like negatives, um, like ne negative effects, mm. effects. Um, but there's definitely, I mean, looking at the bright side, I mean, if COVID never happened, I, I probably would have still be stuck in like the whole hustle culture and not really, you know, spending time with friends and just you know work 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 and that's and i realized like that's not how i want to spend my my early 20s no why not man like you're young dude you, now now you have the energy and the you're supposed to hustle now like not like okay I've done, I've done this for years but i i mean i'm like i'm gonna be 33 this year you know i'm becoming jesus like what the fuck this is crazy yeah, but i mean and i've been hustling a lot of years for me it's very toxic at this point like i'm trying to find some balance but man i wish i was yeah. doing this when i was in my early 20s man yeah um, for sure like there's definitely um a side of me that really wants to go like all in in this again um and it will probably happen like there's definitely going to come a phase you know i'm 23 so i still have like you know a lot uh I guess a lot of time compared to like uh, people who are like in their 30s and 40s, I think. But um, I, I don't know, like there's something about it where I just felt like I was missing out on, on a lot of maybe like um, mm, not like, like just on friends, you know, I uh, like I'm, I met up with my friends 
in 2019 maybe like twice okay that was like in the beginning and and the end of the year and i realized okay um to spend a whole year alone and well, well you know there is a wanted. there is a saying uh, it's lonely on the top man so that's true that's true that's true but um i mean you definitely had to do like for the stuff that i wanted which was like um success on like the calligraphy side i definitely had to like make a lot of sacrifices right there yeah. you have to make some sacrifices to get on like to be on top but um i think for like 2021 like yeah, 2020 and 2021 i think i was like okay with just like exploring and stuff and just like meeting hanging out with like people and meeting new friends and that's how i got to like um connect with like other calligraphers mm -hmm. um more and um yeah with my family as well and but i i, I realize um there's a balance to it right I think right now, like these days, I think there's definitely a balance to it. Um, so I'm still, you know, I'm still like, <laughs> I'm still, you know, on like this journey, like has not, not ended yet. Right. So I'm still like on my way to like figure, like figuring things out. So yeah, um, and the... I'm still trying to like find a balance. Well, I guess a lot of us are doing this, but. I guess it's one of the hardest things is to find the balance because yeah I don't know it, it seems like uh, when you think about it it seems easy but when it, when you are applying it it's it's not it's that really easy. really tough yeah it's really really tough yeah and okay you started with Seb Lester which he's done mostly like pilot parallel painting so I'm thinking yeah yeah how, what what influenced you to do brush pens like I don't know so many people that start with brush pens, you know? Yeah, brush so. pen was definitely, I remember a Japanese artist, um, Koizumi-san, who I've also met. That was like one of my goals, right? That was one of my goals. Like in 2017, I, um, I saw this, yeah, I saw this Japanese artist on Instagram. And I remember writing down my goals and just like meeting, like meeting him personally, which did happen in 2019. Um, and I also took like pictures of, uh, with him <laughs> together. Um, and yeah, that was, uh, he was, he was, a, in my eyes, he was like a genius when it came, when it came to like brush calligraphy. And I was just, even now I'm still like a big fan. Like, um, to me, he's probably my favorite. Yeah. He's, he's up there, you know, one of my favorite like calligraphers. Okay, um, man, wait, I want to see how, what's his profile? uh green and back blacksmith like green underscore black underscore black so, oh yeah Bla green, green and underscore and yeah, yeah i found it blacksmith yeah oh wait he's following me i'm not okay let's follow man he's one of really yeah one of my favorite thing is to follow people from calligraphy masters you know because 70 or 80 percent of the time I don't know. It brings such a joy yeah. to people when they are followed by calligraphy masters. I mean, for me, it's nothing, but I really love this moment when yeah, it was a huge. It's a huge deal, man. It's a huge deal. Yeah. When they are shocked and they're like, "Wow, calligraphy masters is following me!" I'm like, yeah. "For me, this is like, come on." And you know, the the, the, the other thing is, I can never, uh, I can never experience this thing, man. I cannot experience this joy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the thing is, like, uh, back. 
I think, yeah, 2017, 2018, there were like a lot of other like calligraphy sharing pages. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Type Gang was also in it and uh, Hand. um, Yeah, I I don't quite remember like Typography X calligraphy or whatever. Um, There were like a lot of like like calligraphy sharing pages. And um, I remember like every time one of those pages followed me, that gave me like a lot of like, I don't know, like a lot of confidence and like another like motivational boost so it's a huge deal for especially for like younger like beginners right Mm -hmm. you just kind of feel like you're on the right path you know and 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 you know every time you get like reposted like somebody shares like one of those big sharing pages like posts your um post you on the story or like on the feed it's a huge deal for most people yeah okay that's it just funny. gives you a lot of like validation too. I, I never like it's funny because I never thought to speak about somebody like to ask him what's the feeling. It's just you know, but now that yeah, it's so really. I remember, yeah, I was just I was screen screenshotting it. I was yeah, I was um, yeah, it, it was such a like huge deal. Every I, especially when like it would just pop up on my notifications like i don't know like cliffy masters followed you or like cliffy masters like shared your post i was just like screenshotting it every time <laughs> so i was just looking at it yeah that's a huge deal not anymore man now now we're like i'm i don't know i, I feel like a friend i mean we've been speaking so much so long time i guess yeah, now i mean it's not the same uh, feeling <laughs> it's kind of desensitized right like once like it's like the same with like views, right? Like well, first you have like a thousand views or something and it's just like the best thing in the world. And then you get it like over and over, like maybe hundred times. And then afterwards, it's just like, you kind of feel bad when it just doesn't reach like a thousand. And um, then you want to reach for the next and like 10,000. And then that number becomes like kind of <laughs> meh. And then you just want to like keep chasing more. Just kind of really get desensitized about a lot of things. Well, this number uh, thing is very toxic aspect as well, because yeah, yeah, there's no, there's no end to it. Literally, oh, no I feel end. like a lot of people they they start because of these numbers, not so much because they. Okay, I guess they at at some point, some point they really like uh, calligraphy and lettering, but I feel like uh, a lot of them they're doing it mostly for the numbers and the fame. Which yeah, is... yeah, I mean, but like from experience those people they don't really last right like you like people even people when they ask me about like oh like how do you become like a calligrapher or like how do you turn this into a job well you definitely like you genuinely have to love calligraphy like there has to be like a passion to it otherwise you will not stick with it because there is going to be times when you just really you just hate doing it like you just don't want to like do certain things you don't want like um yeah and and if you don't have that like the core passion to it mm-hmm. and if you're just only like focusing on the numbers and like the monetary aspect then you will not last you can last a long time don't get me wrong like money is a great motivator <laughs> but you will not be happy you're not no. you're definitely not happy and you can see that so yeah just you just have to love it there's a difference between doing calligraphy as a hobby and really doing calligraphy as a business and like a full-time job it's like you know yeah you know what i've noticed because you know i just created not so long ago the uh, nips podcast uh, youtube channel yeah and there's like hundreds 
hundred subscribers, probably something like this. And man, like watching these numbers grow, I'm so excited. Like my, yeah. like I, ha I have a channel with 350K. I don't care. It's like nothing, but, but checking like this small channel, like growing now, it's, it's bring me such joy and excitement. I'm like, what the fuck? I have channels with such numbers and there's like, man, yeah. and this, like, it, it's a, it's a baby channel. And I'm like, oh my God, this is growing. Like it, it's crazy. I don't understand how is this happening, but <laughs> I noticed this like last week is, it brings me so much joy to watch this small thing grow while the numbers of calligraphy masters don't excite me at all. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's definitely like matured a lot and you, I mean, there's definitely like a different kind of enjoyment out of, you know, nurturing like a baby, like a, you know, <laughs> a small like baby and like turning and seeing it grow, yeah. seeing it grow into like this whole thing. And yeah, I don't know. Like, I think that's why a lot of like YouTubers start like second channels too. Like when they have like this massive like main channel with like, I don't know, 10 million subscribers. Sometimes you see them just focusing on like the one that has like 500K or something. Yeah. Because there's just something about it where you can, you know, see like a small project grow into something bigger. But, it's funny because uh, like I've planned this year to have five or six channels. In... <laughs> yeah, I mean, everybody needs something. Well, I mean, I haven't planned it. It came natural. Like it, it kind of has to be like this because algorithm is forcing to do different things and you know, I, it's mm. the main channel. Then I have the podcast channel. Then I'm bringing back the other podcasts. It's again on a separate channel. And for both mm. of the podcast channels has to be another channel, which is just for clips because, you know, this is a long content on the podcast channels. So there is yeah. gonna, for, for the one channel, there is gonna be channel that uploaded, uploads clips from the podcasts as well for the other. So, and well, if I start also my personal channel, which has been, sitting on hold for forever it's gonna be five or six channels and i'm like i want i love this i want to do it but at the same time 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 is ticking and i don't have time to do all the work man there is so much yeah there's only so much you can like you know if you're like too spread out you know there's only so much you can do on your own yeah because like like you were speaking about the channels for example when you start saying about this first thing that came to my mind was mr beast but but Mr. Beast, oh, yeah. But man, yeah, Mr. Beast has a team of I don't know a lot of people. It's it's different yeah, when you have a team of the right people. Yeah. The, uh, his scale is a lot. I mean, it's grown so much bigger than, and like I don't know, like back in 2016 or something. He, he I think he's just like a. Now he has like thousands oh. of people working for him. <laughs> yeah, thousand people, thousands of people, and like sponsors and. Yeah, like, I don't know, he has like five different, like, channels in like five different languages, like Spanish, five? Mr. Beast. It's, it's at least Russian, 20 channels, Mr. man. It's at least 20 channels. I don't know how, I mean, yeah, he has like, yeah, he has like React channels and gaming channels. And, and you know, this is, this is motivating because like, I love Mr. Beast and following his journey is just, it's, it's amazing what you can achieve with, with the right people yeah. and uh, consistency is just like, wow. Yeah, I mean, it just shows that, you know, what what you can do as a YouTuber, I guess, like as a content creator, it just validates a lot of our work, I think. Mm -hmm. um, there's really no end to it. Like, and as long as you have, yeah, as long as you're like surrounded by the right people and you have the right mindset, then 
there's no there's no stop to it well what about your youtube channel man my youtube channel has been pretty much um i'm still figuring things out definitely on my on my youtube channel now um uh the focus has definitely been like ipad lettering like definitely like if you go through my channel there's a lot of like content around ipad lettering that's personally not what i want to do like i don't want to be known for just the ipad lettering guy which is kind of <laughs> which is kind of um maybe <laughs> maybe strange to say because like throughout the like the past years i've sort of branded myself as like the ipad lettering guy no but, it's um, it's it's not strange man like for me it's very normal if you're an artist yeah. and especially if you're an, an young artist like yourself it's normal to grow it's normal to change your mind and to be willing to do yeah. different things i think it's very natural i mean now artists we, we cannot be set in one thing and okay i'm gonna do this all my life it, it doesn't happen we we it's something inside of us which constantly makes us want to try new things and experiment. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's that's why I like I don't recommend. I mean, you see a lot of like people give advice like younger or like just first like beginners on like YouTube or like on any social media to like niche down, like focus down on one thing. I don't think that's healthy though, especially in the early stages because you don't even know what you like in most cases. I didn't know like mm. in 2016 what i really liked what kind of script i liked and i never even like experimented with everything that there is out there and even now after six years i'm rediscovering a lot of like the traditional tools and because i saw like the numbers right because i saw like the success that i got from only uploading ipad learning videos mm. you just kind of like do it right because people for you it's different because you're, you're just like constantly doing the same thing for them it's like you're attracting a lot of new people and a lot of people like see it for the first time so it's always new but for you've been doing it for so long that it's just become stale right so i that's why i kind of stopped also like on instagram just doing a lot of like the 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 ipad lighting videos uh, that i used to post a lot and that gained like thousands of views um because i just i just got bored like i didn't see progress in it right mm. so yeah i don't know i feel like uh with my youtube channel too i want to explore more like i want to i want to definitely like produce more like traditional content as well not just ipad lettering but i'm definitely like still gonna keep doing ipad lettering because that's still what i'm good at and that's still what i like but it's definitely not going to be like the whole focus um and you know it's calligraphy decay so <laughs> not of just course. ipad lettering decay yeah it's not ipad lettering decay it's just calligraphy decay so i want to you know no just... but now, now that you say it it makes sense because i mean you you branded yourself as calligraphy decay which which can include many more things man like yeah it can include ipad lettering it can include you know fountain pens it can include anything that i really want in the space of calligraphy so um yeah i'm i'm open to a lot of things but uh, i'm still like i'm still like debating how i should do it you know <laughs> but like because youtube is still new to me man no worries this the youtube is it i don't know i love youtube even though i have some struggles from time to time with it but in general youtube is my favorite uh, platform yeah i mean it's definitely like because i also like in my free time, I do enjoy like other YouTubers. 
um mm-hmm. i'm definitely more on youtube like in terms of like content consumption I, i'm not really like on instagram anymore that much for like content consumption but um for youtube i mean like long form content like i haven't really like produced a lot of like five to ten minute videos because i'm so used to like instagram format right yeah like the one minute like 30 seconds to one minute so i'm definitely like you know on my way to like learn these things like audio recording video like recording and bro like you know we have the same mic you know like yeah yeah a week or two ago for the first time because you know i know this is a good mic i've been recording and then i see i hear it's not the best audio also i've had some feedback from people oh what's wrong with the audio i'm like what do you mean guys like i have this good mic and last week or the week before for the first time i researched how to set up my mic man i, I never i never did any of oh. these things <laughs> so yeah, there's just different settings to it blue yeah eating. but just i didn't I, I never thought about it i was just recording it, it's stupid from my side but yeah my point is i just learned how to use my mic properly <laughs> yeah i mean you definitely like even with like also the camera right I, it took me a long time to like learn like aperture like shutter speed and iso oh well everything. this is if you have a proper camera because for example i'm recording with my phone and i don't have such yeah, a... which is also perfectly fine but um... well i'm not so sure but it's what i have and it's what i work with <laughs> as long as i mean i i recorded with my phone for like two years two mm-hmm. to three years yeah i only up uh, i only bought my first dslr in 2019 so like yeah from 2016 to 2019 i only used my phone which was an iphone 6 so well at least it's been an iphone man i've like since i started calligraphy i've been with samsung's and you know nothing bad i loved samsung but like yeah when i moved to this new city I, i i met with a friend he's doing 3d he's he's really good with it but he's always been with iphone and he, he told me and showed me what are the pluses from iPhone, especially if you are doing uh, Instagram and YouTube. And I was like, man, how did I waste so many years without not knowing this? Like the There's quality, definitely like pros. Quality, uh, quality of, of the image and the video, it's it's totally different thing, man. Mm. So I hope I'll be able to get soon an iPhone. <laughs> and I mean, like these days, it's gonna be weird, but man. It's just, it, even like for Instagram, I, I never thought about this, but he showed me like, show, just uploading a story. We record in the same setup, everything I upload from the Samsung, he uploads from the iPhone and it's so much different, man. This is crazy. Yeah, it's uh, like Android fragmentation because there's so many Android phones out there. It's, I don't know. Like, yeah. This is they, true. Like when it comes to like social media, mm, I think iPhones is still like they have like a they have an edge over like Android phones. Although like recent Android phones like they have like 8K cameras and stuff. So well, yeah. Hey, what? Wait, 8K camera? Yeah, it's like a yeah. No, no. Like they, yeah. I mean, I don't know, like the recent Samsung phone has like five cameras or something and four cameras. I don't know. It's crazy. They have like crazy camera setups, but um i definitely also recommend an iphone for social media yeah man and i've been doing eight years with the hundred man this is crazy (laughs) 
no i i mean i i haven't switched back to like android i used to use a lot of android but um i switched back because uh just the whole like ecosystem you know mm -hmm. like i'm using an ipad so it really works well with the iphone well i'm using so, a macbook pro and that's, oh, yeah, that, yeah. that's what my friend he was like man you have a macbook and you're using android are you crazy yeah. <laughs> macbook and iphone and you know all the products work so well together so well i'm i'm known for doing everything in the most wrong way so <laughs> i guess that's good, <laughs> that's good though like that's okay as long as you're like well, I'm still moving, so that's fine. But yeah, yeah. let's go back to, to your journey, man. We start speaking about totally random stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm curious. Like now that you you're interested in doing more traditional stuff, uh, are you doing just uh, again uh, just brush pen stuff, or are you interesting in learning some other um, scripts and tools? No, I'm definitely like Factor. Factor is also like a um really factor. I picked up my I picked up my parallel pen again, uh, my pilot parallel pen, and um, just starting to like do some, you know, do some cool calligraphy in my eyes. But yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, definitely. Um, right now, I'm just focusing on like getting used to the whole tool. Um, but yeah, it's so different to like brush lettering. That's why I like it. Man, now that you say this, I'm thinking you, we can do some kind of content for the YouTube where, but I don't know, we have to have proper setups where we both learn or experiment at the same time. I don't know, we have to have a proper setup, but let's say here is my camera and I'm writing, let's say with pilot and you're writing with pilot and I, yeah, I don't know how to explain. I have some yeah, ideas. That we can do some cool content man if you're up for it i'd be down i'd be down yeah because i i want to do so many things with youtube this year but i just can't come to it yet man it's, i've been because of this depression the last two months I, i'm behind on a lot of things and yeah i definitely also started taking care of my like mental health like the past the past few months i was really like really down and didn't really want to like do anything so mm. It's just like focusing on my mental health started working out again just yeah well you and you're still in, in korea right like i'm still in korea yeah i think i'm gonna stay here for a while yeah I'm, you're not I'm going back to germany for a while. i am i am but uh i'm not sure why uh, like when i'm not sure when but because i like it here so much like i'm right now i'm like comfortable with here okay the city um but yeah, I mean, my nationality is German, so <laughs> I'm probably going to go back. Oh, so Germany. You cannot just live for as long as you want in. Uh... No, 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 no. Oh, no. I have to like extend my visa. What? That That's crazy, man. Yeah, yeah I have to extend my visa. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, like, tell me some names that, okay, you, you, you were influenced a lot with brush pens, but tell me some names that that you look up right now who who are the people that currently are influencing and um, inspiring you man just because of like um the whole like resurgence of my pilot parallel pen thing <laughs> uh teos teos one mm -hmm. um he not just not just like his whole like factor thing but his just entire like branding like if you look at his feet it just looks 
it's a really like you just immediately think oh like, he's a cool guy like i i definitely want to meet him in person and he i don't know there's something about him because he's also doing like fountain pens um if i think calligrapher then it's yeah Tales one's aesthetic that's pretty cool i mean what he's doing um and um who else i mean i'm curious if you're following some old school calligraphers some traditional older calligraphers do you follow any such people uh if you like what what, what do you mean like with all i mean evis uh the town well the yeah you yeah like, the one yeah, you, like the yeah. older generation yeah people which are the older are, generation and then i mean i mean they have really crazy skills you know that's what i discovered like last year is i've been doing this eight years but i started because of tears and i was influenced in the beginning in totally different things and as the time goes i i see and realize how i'm more and more attracted to the traditional stuff and absolutely i mean there's so much you can learn from all these like old school um no like but calligraphers it's also like before like let's say it's now 2014 i just started calligraphy masters if i see a work such work i'll be like oh this is boring i don't like this you know i like this cool stuff that use one stuff custom things and i realized with the time i learned to find the beauty in this uh, traditional works and the skills are totally different in there man it's uh, yeah i mean um i mean of course like uh john stevens he's just a legend when it comes to like calligraphy um i'm i'm trying to like look at my following and uh who am i like following um and john stevens bro you know we recorded yeah, john stevens is definitely we recorded with a podcast with him as well and i also lost his data and i was so oh, mad no. look look no. I, was, i was so mad i was i feeling so bad and i was uh what's what's the word uh i was feeling uh awkward to ask him to do it again you know i was mm-hmm. like man this this is not cool to you know it's like i've wasted his time but then i find <laughs> i find some strength i asked him and he was like yeah it's fine we, we'll do it <laughs> so oh, perfect we will record this episode but man i was so furious at myself it's not that it's so much my mistake you know my technology just breaks up it's the minus when i use like a eight nine years old laptop stuff like this happens but yeah it was a funny story because for like a few months man i was afraid to tell him that i lost the data because i was like man so many people was were expecting this podcast and i was so happy with this podcast as well I was like, man, how to ask him again? <laughs> Seems like a pretty chill dude. No, John, yeah. John is cool. John is super cool, uh, and I'm yeah. super happy that he's up to be again. The, on the another podcast. another calligraphy that I really like is um, Bro- Brody Neunschmander. Oh yeah, I'm not sure if I can like because he he's the one who like designed the ruling pen stuff. Brody right? man, the, yeah, he's really. He's really awesome. You know, and then it's funny, man. Like last episode with Eves, he was speaking so much about Brody. I yeah, don't know. he's he's just a legend. Like yeah. last two episodes, we hear Brody. Let's hear one more time. To be honest, I've sent an invitation to Brody as well. Oh, but, really? Yeah, but I don't know. I'm still waiting because 
Yeah, Eves told me he's not so much uh, Instagram, like he doesn't uh, check his Instagram constantly. So yeah, yeah. he recommended me to send him an email and I haven't sent this email yet. But yeah, I hope Brody comes on the podcast as well. Yeah, I mean, um, Eves is funny because I definitely wanted to like, wanted him to like check out my calligraphy brushes, like my iPad lettering brushes, because I saw he's also doing Procreate, but also haven't really i think i had to like send him an email or something but i haven't really i don't know i was just a little bit hesitant <laughs> about it um but i'm definitely also going to give it a try in the next few days <laughs> because i don't think he, he is he is he a lot on instagram though like is he like responding on his instagram dms Well, I don't know. I wrote him like some days ago and he hasn't even seen mm -hmm. the, like, I guess he's yeah, not. Yeah, I don't think he's, yeah. He's not using Instagram like us, for example, I'm con every day constantly on Instagram, you know, I'm checking. Yeah, I don't think stuff. like those, those people are like really um, on social media that much. That's why I'm like kind of, maybe, maybe email is the best to yeah, like reach But him. those people, they don't use social media as much as we do, but they're writing so much more than us and that's that's why they're so much better you know? yeah that's why that's why they're so much better yeah so <laughs> yeah that's why i really like uh respect paul because he seems to be doing like both you know he's writing a lot and he's also using instagram a lot so yeah i don't know paul doesn't love <laughs> this all kind of, this all social media but he just yeah he found a way but to... he does it like he's doing it because he knows how you know a lot of like younger generations are like relying on it so um yeah this whole zoom thing like he's doing a lot of like zoom workshops and you yes. know, doing instagram lives so have you attended cool. any like, yo tell me i didn't ask you about your journey have you ever attended any workshops or online classes i did like? i mean um The, the workshop that I attended, uh, attended was by Slowly, like the first one, really, that oh. I attended. Um, when was this? It was uh, when, I, when I moved here. Okay. Like when I moved in 2020, yeah. Um, late 2020, I like, and I'm still like taking his classes. So like I'm, I'm visiting his studio like every week. So um okay yeah just like catching up on a lot of stuff and it's pretty fun though it's pretty fun there's definitely a lot not only like the it's funny because uh because i'm also someone who's like teaching a lot um i i'm more focused on the way he's teaching instead of like the calligraphy sometimes it's like oh okay so he's starting off with this one okay um i'm just taking a lot of notes on like for my also like for my future workshops What, so like what, what are you teaching when i'm teaching uh well not at the moment but i used to teach like uh brush lighting like brush calligraphy mm -hmm. i had like a workshop in japan in 2020 okay um and also like uh in 2021 i had like a zoom online stuff but i didn't really enjoy that one i don't like to teach through zoom um so why not um I don't know. I want to um, go over everyone, like every single one of my students, like in person and just, you know, maybe like showing, like guiding their hand through, with my hand and stuff like that. You can't really do with like Zoom, right? Okay. Um, and sometimes you don't know, right? You don't know what's really going on behind like the screen. Some people may be you know, watching YouTube or something. Maybe it's hard to focus. <laughs> But if you're like in a classroom setting, right, where you like, 
you're like you know presenting and actually like showing the hand movement in person i think that's a different thing that's why i don't really like to like attend online workshops mm-hmm. so it's just not my not mm-hmm. my style i guess so what but, what was what was the workshop you took with uh, slowly uh it was just like a basic like uh gothic fractua like okay. gothic we had gra- gothic um and then fractal classes but um he's you know he's he has so many scripts right like he's doing like mono line too he's also doing brush lettering so um man slowly is amazing i'm i'm so i i don't know i'm so furious that he doesn't want to come on the podcast he's like oh my english is like what how do you communicate communicate with him man do you speak english or uh, korean 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 okay so your korean is perfect Uh, not perfect but it's it gets the job done you know uh, and and i mean slowly i mean he used to teach in, i think he was like an english teacher so um, what yeah yeah Are you for he real? used to teach english and he he studied in like i think he studied in the in the states for like two or three years i think in los angeles are you joking right now i'm, I'm i think i'm i think i'm pretty sure yeah yo slow slow bro why man <laughs> are you lying to me <laughs> What is this now? I'm so confused right now. No, but I can like definitely understand because um if someone would like ask me to like come on like a Korean interview show <laughs> or something then I would also be like a little bit oh man. Come on man. <laughs> like, like one hour. You spoken before with me, you know. This is not like really this official kind of interviews. We're just more we, it's it's more chatting, man. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, but there's still I think yeah, I I mean I I um If I imagine myself like being here with you and this would be like a Korean interview show, <laughs> then I think I would still be like a little bit tensed up, right? Because I mean, right now like we've done this so many times, so yeah. it's definitely a more like a friendly setting, but um I'm sure uh, um like have you have you like actually like spoken with slowly? Um uh I don't think so. Yeah, uh-huh. that's why like maybe like the first time like see like talking to someone There's there's definitely like a little bit of a hesitation. But come on. You know, you remember you remember first time when you talk with me and I've noticed like people which talk for the first time with me, they're like a bit like confused and stressed in the first minutes, but I believe um I can set I I can give a good setup to for the person to definitely, feel Definitely, definitely, you know? but You know what? I'm like I'm going to because uh, like next week is like holiday in Korea, but uh the, the week after i'm going to visit his studio again so yeah i'm going to try to convince him Man. i'm going to try to convince him to like come up please do this show. i'm sure so many people would love to hear his story and this yeah, is actually, even like the yeah i mean this is actually something that i spoke with paul in one of the last episodes of nip's podcast i'm not sure if it's released yet but uh, uh, we spoke about this and he said come on like this is not an english podcast it's like Even my English man, my English is not perfect. Like many of the guests English is not perfect, but who cares? We don't listen because we expect to hear some perfect English. It's, it's to hear the the journey of the person, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um You know what? Yeah. I'm I'm going to try to convince him. Man, that, that would be <laughs> I'm so try cool. To convince him. Like yeah, I'm going to try to convince him to like Come on, man. Like slowly is part of Calligraphy Master's crew and 
so many people come up on the podcast he's also like a he his personality is really really chill i i i really wish like a lot more people would know that you know like he's really like a fun guy to like hang out with and <laughs> yeah well he's hope- also really laid back he's he's really laid back he's not like tensed up you know uh, like he's, me uh-huh. he's cracking jokes yeah oh. he's cracking jokes and so Oh man, you telling me this stuff just makes me even more wanna wanna make this podcast with you. I re- I really hope you succeed convincing him. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, what what what's what's up with you for the what's your plans for calligraphy, man? What's from now on here? Um, I'm definitely definitely going to focus more on the traditional side of things as i said but i realize the like when it comes to like products i haven't released like a product in like almost a year like less than a year mm-hmm. uh last product that i launched was like in march like april march 2021 <laughs> and that's been a long long time so this year i'm definitely going to pr- produce more products for like mm-hmm. the ipad lettering side just uh, yeah, i mean When you talk about products, you you're making just iPad brushes and stuff like this. Or? No, no, like uh, definitely like brush packs are like included because that's just my you know that's just my bread and butter. That's what I know. Yeah. But um, I'm also open to like release like I don't know like worksheets and like um other yeah um just just tools that may help people like especially like beginners mm-hmm. to like improve um brush brushes are definitely a big part of it um i remember when i first started downloaded like a new brush i was just really like hyped and like excited it's like getting a new pen so that's what i want to i don't have an ipad but i'm all, like it's it's just i'm just curious about these brushes like if everybody can make them why are people buying them is it such it's, is it so hard to Not, create a brush? um i mean uh this that's the thing about like the whole brush um there's no limit right there's no limit of like the amount of shapes and like combinations you can really get um i don't know <laughs> like snooze is also like a big brush maker but um yeah that was i was thinking too. let's say there is snooze there is stefan i don't know if he can, probably he has brushes there is ian bernard there is like you there I, i there are some few names which i don't remember probably right now But there's so many people creating brush packs. Yeah, people, so that, that's the thing, right? So people that's who thing. I like know, a lot of know? people, a lot of people create, create, uh, can create like brush packs. Mm-hmm. But it's the same as like calligraphy, right? A lot of people can, can you know, write, reach a certain level of like calligraphy, right? Yeah. Um, everybody, everybody can do it, but there's only some like there's people who really go beyond that like threshold, right? There, there's you know once you reach a certain level like everybody can create a basic brush mm-hmm. everybody can create like a basic um calligraphy brush but um the people who are like actually like successful it's, it's successful at selling is are the ones who spend more time like researching and like um doing just a lot more like combinations in terms of like shapes and um grain sources mm-hmm. so uh and 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 that's just something not a lot of people are willing to do not mm-hmm. a lot of people have the time and not a, not a lot of people have the knowledge to like sit down you know 
creative like create so many like different shapes and like so many um different like sources and put them together and actually transform them into something that can be used as a brush and for most people it's just more convenient to like spend 10 bucks to um you know to get it over with like is, just is have this, it right is this the average price of uh, brush packs uh well it's definitely shifted but i'd say like a solid brush that has like 10 to 20 brushes costs around 20 bucks okay yeah 20 dollars okay so uh, how much time did it take you to create your most more most successful brush pack uh i think in total like half a year when it comes to like marketing and actually like using it and be satisfied with it and then um also like the all the promotional works yeah because wow. of my like these days like uh the brush packs because everybody's creating brush packs a lot of people are also including like worksheets so you have to like have worksheets too okay um, it's like bonuses right um something to stand out in the market that's just how you know that's just how the current scene is man i feel like the like calligraphy starts becoming a bit uh, overloaded i don't know if this is the correct word over flooded probably yeah, yeah. there's you know, a lot so, of like so many yeah. people are like launching uh, packs and worksheets and like even yeah like I, I've, I've realized this uh, very late but yeah even i'm working on creating calligraphy masters worksheets and and i'm like this this is becoming a bit crazy man everybody is just releasing stuff and yeah that's why like personal branding like having a brand and like having a core audience that's like that trusts you is like so big like mm. it's really really important because there's just so much stuff, right? There's so many talented people. There's so many great products right now. Um, there's, there's, um, so the only reason for like, like, yeah, the only way to like get through the people is like to have an audience, right? To have your own audience that's like trusting you. So I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah, very, it's become very competitive. It's become very competitive. It's very competitive and very hard, man. For example, I don't know. I think it's, yeah. it's but not... if it were easy, everybody would do it, would be doing it. Yeah, but I mean, even like I have these numbers, man, and I can't reach my audience. Like, I don't know, probably I do some things wrong the wrong way, but uh, it becomes harder and harder even to reach the, the audience I have, man, which is yeah, kind yeah. of crazy because I've worked on this for a long time and now all of a sudden I have good numbers and I can't even reach those numbers. So, like, what what is this? yeah that's why like when i when i sell my products i i see the highest conversion through my email newsletter so like email is also like a big part email list is one of the more most important things which which i've ignored for a so long time man like uh, but it's also like one of the i mean i was i was pushing it back like for so many years like i knew like email newsletter has like the biggest conversion but and it's also like the thing is like it's mine right no yes. no social media like nobody owns it except for me so i knew it had to be done but it was so well i don't know i didn't enjoy setting everything up and setting up my website <laughs> but now it's done so i'm kind of i'm kind of relaxed but man i mean that took me a long time to like get it over with but yeah so yeah. like max from letting daily uh he's doing a great job at like 
newsletter like email he's like a master when it comes to like email newsletter stuff i know so, i know he has a huge email list man yeah big shout out to him yeah first hope, like first ep- yeah i hope first episode of the season is with well. him you really yeah he i i i i heard he he got COVID, so yeah. um but i guess it should be over by now it was like what two weeks i'm not ago? sure i haven't heard it from him oh but yeah he was the first uh, the guest of the first episode for second season so I that's mean, cool that's cool nothing yeah, is out he's yet. also like a really chill guy he's also a really chill guy yeah but we recorded in one place he was visiting bulgaria you know so we recorded oh really <laughs> yes we recorded in the same place and it was so funny because he was so afraid of the camera <laughs> oh really yeah so you guys actually like sat down yes 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 man i wish i could record every episode like this man this is it's such like of course i'm having fun and everything like talking uh, via zoom but man being with the person in the same room yeah is, being with a person in the same room is like it's totally different story bro like i wish this fucking stupid COVID man it like i hope it gets over and disappear like i miss so much tios one and other people i miss the traveling man this is this is not cool this is not cool yeah like king most people haven't traveled since like yeah since like 2020 like beginning of 2020 and i mean i still can travel but i just don't want to go through all these procedures because uh yeah this is something that i don't like that's why i like kind of hold held back with like going back to germany because most of my friends are also just kind of i can't see a lot of my friends Hmm. too because they're like in lockdown or something yeah so there's not much that i can do what else, man? I don't remember, bro. I'm so unused to doing podcasts, and I'm I'm unused to re re recording the podcasts. Actually, now I'm confused because we spoken so many things back then, and I'm like, did we cover everything or not? Like, don't you remember? Were we speaking more things or? I think, um... I, man, I I feel like in the first podcast you were speaking so much more. I'm like, dude. But I think in the first po- podcast, we also like focused more on like the. But I think we did talk a lot about the things. Uh, it's just more like concise now because I remember the whole brush making. You asked yeah. me about the brush making, and then also you asked me about like the whole hustle culture, like Gary V and stuff. And okay. Yeah, like well, those aspects. Yeah, we. I think we talked about a lot of the aspects we talked about in the first place. Yeah, probably. Like that that's the thing, man. When I have to redo the podcast, then that's I have to be prepared for uh, John Stevens for sure cuz now I know it's like you're the first person that I re-record the podcast and yeah. and of course I, I still <sighs> it's still fun listening to the story but I don't have. I, I mean, I know you now much better and I I don't I yeah. don't <laughs> I don't have the same questions, you know. <laughs> So yeah. I don't know, man. I think uh, we also talked. We also had like a Q and A section. I think with like the most frequently asked questions, um, like advice to like new beginners. And oh yeah. Yeah, I think we had like uh, yeah, like four or five questions or something, um, mm. that a lot of people like ask, and then yeah. we just also had like a Q and A session. Okay, then <laughs> let's go. What's the best advice you ever <laughs> received on? The- calligraphy man something that helped you the most and yeah what's this advice uh, and who gave it to you <laughs> in terms of like uh 
there's not a single like advice that just kind of blew me away but um in the beginning definitely like good job like good feedback like mm-hmm. just saying like even it was like even now when i'm looking back it was it was not good work right it was not bad like it was not good but the people who kept like telling me like the like from people that i respected even like koizumi-san like the uh, the ones that i looked up to who said like hey that looks good even though it wasn't like super it just can help me to like um build up my confidence because if i remember like i was so unsure about myself so like oh maybe maybe this isn't you know this isn't isn't the right thing for me to do or like um maybe i'm not cut out to be like a calligrapher but um once i received like those encouraging words it just helped me to like kind of blindly do like do practice sessions and blindly just post without any fear because sometimes now like you see a lot of people who are like known for one thing and then they want to like branch out to like a different like a new style people are afraid like some people are like afraid even me sometimes i want i don't want to post because i'm like so afraid of like other people's opinions right because they also have like that they already have that reputation um but back then i was just like no that's yeah, like that's a, that's a good point like i think we have to speak about about this cuz uh, uh it, it's kind of fucked up man to i don't think we we should care about what people think man like yeah you, but when you started it's... your when you started with your story on instagram you were uploading every day without caring who sees yeah, yeah. it exactly exactly and why not doing this again i mean no but like back then i um i thought to myself oh like because i heard like other people like saying oh this looks good like even my friends were like saying oh this looks this looks good um i was like yeah i was thinking oh this is good work yeah so um, i should continue that but even though it wasn't right now that i look back but i just needed that um that confidence to keep going um it's so, funny it's funny cuz yeah. when you tell me this i'm confused because I guess for me it's the other way like for me it helps to get negative feedback man and mm-hmm. I I don't think good feed feedback it's uh, positive for many people I or at least for me like if somebody tells me something good I'm like man it doesn't help me anything like I don't know sometimes people can be can give positive feedback just for to be good people you know not so much because they believe it you know oh yeah yeah and i mean when, for sure like and when somebody the whole positive stuff when yeah. somebody tells me something better about about my letters yes i don't feel good for some time but at the same time it's like okay i have to i'm going to improve now you know you yeah see. there's and i it's funny that you tell me like this motivated cuz i don't know yeah like uh, but only in the beginning like it really like in the early stages maybe like the first like 6 months to like a year I needed like that positive like encouragement even though I was like really really bad at it uh I just needed the confidence but over time of course I was also like thriving off of those negative comments when people told me like oh this looks kind of bad um you know your a looks kind of bad and personally I hate losing I'm also very competitive so I definitely used that you know this anger or like this frustration as fuel to like motivate myself and to like keep improving like okay I'm going to show you like I'm going to show you like a better version of my A or something so that's definitely you know uh there's again like a whole balance 
to this whole positive negative feedback slowly also tells me all the time that i i'm bad at it <laughs> so um but I, i don't you know i'm i'm i made a point where i just don't you know i don't quit because some people tell me that my calligraphy looks bad right um i just use that as fuel to like motivate myself to like improve exactly so, but i think even in my yeah. beginning man when i was still uploading on davian art like even i got my first daily deviant it was a piece of calligraphy a ton of good feedback and i was like what's wrong with people this this piece looks like shit you know <laughs> I, i didn't understand i was like man how for me it was super weird how people like this stuff like i don't like it so how how is it possible that they like it you know mm. i don't know like for me in the beginning i think i didn't i didn't really think about a lot of the stuff i just mm. did calligraphy i yes. just i was just yeah i just did a lot of the stuff um i didn't care about like 90 of the things i care about now i just did calligraphy i just yeah that's like i didn't really even like care that much about feedback i just knew okay there's a certain style that i want to achieve what what are the steps that i need to take and i just posted and just wrote every time like every day so you you, yeah. you said you attended some classes and things but in general are you self-taught and also did you ever yeah use, mostly, mostly did you ever use did you ever use any books not that like even books even books not but like um so you don't own any calligraphy books uh not at the moment no but i used to like there like slowly has a bunch of like calligraphy books at his studio yes. so i'm like flipping through them um you don't find any inspiration uh, in books like wait i'm confused now like i think you're no i do i do like john stevens like scribe the uh, yeah you, ha- the you book. have this book i don't have it like i don't own it but i uh but i looked into it so man i don't um, own it as well but this is a book that i really want to have yeah but i don't know if you're like can you still get it yes of course but look what i have <laughs> you know this made by james oh my god i um i know that guy yeah yeah i have he is, two. he's such a nice person i have two of those books and i'm willing to give one away because i don't need to but i just don't oh, know you have you have two yeah like they they, they said like they, they contact with me like some months ago if i want a book i was like yeah sure why not And they, they didn't want Hell me to yeah. do to to do anything in return. They just asked me if I want the book. I was like, sure. Then I received my That's first. Cool. I received my first book, and a few weeks ago I received a second. And I was like, what's what's going on? And I wrote James. He was like, I don't know, dude. He, it's probably my publishers. So I was like, man, I don't need two books. And th- this book is super nice, man. I mean, it's not for calligraphy and lettering people, but I think it can help a lot of calligraphers as well. Lots of good advice. Yeah, I mean super nice book and yeah i think your books are yeah, important. when it comes to like, books i just only like focused um on like the self-development part like um i don't know if you i don't know like i i read tim ferris's book like the four hour week and stuff like those kind of books i <laughs> i kind of read a lot um yeah. like mastery by robert green i don't know i can show you yeah I don't know, like this stuff, Mastery by Robert Greene. Okay. Um, it's also like a lot of like self, self things. It's like my bookmark. 
<laughs> nice. So, of course, in true calligraphy fashion. Um, but yeah, uh, John Stephen Scribe, I really enjoyed. And then there's another book that I really wanted to read, but I haven't like uh, Luca Barcelona's book was also like interesting. And then uh, what was it? What else? But there's one book like Max from Letting Daily recommended me. Oh, foundational, like foundation by uh, Sheila. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's she's yeah. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I actually just uh, wrote yesterday Julian Waters, her son. Oh, really? Because yeah, he's 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 in the crew. But some months ago or last year, I don't remember anymore. He watched a video I did for uh, YouTube. Yeah, like top five or top ten books I don't remember and I, I mentioned oh, the book and he was like oh you don't have this book I'm like no and he wanted to send me one and I never received it so I wrote him a few days ago what happened with the book <laughs> but yeah I mean now I'm gonna receive the foundation I never seen it in person so this is gonna be super cool it's a really cool book yeah but you know with me like I have I have a bunch of calligraphy books but I don't read those books. <laughs> I'm just looking at the picture. So, I mean, sometimes you just like, like having it, like the idea of just like possessing. No, possessing. but me, I'm just watching the, the, the pictures, man. I don't, I don't really read, like even the menu of uh, Paul Antonio, the copper plate, copper plate, yin yang approach. Oh yeah. I haven't read this book, man. Like there is so much to read. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I read a lot of other books, like, like you said, self-developing books and other kind of books I read, but when it comes to calligraphy books, I just watch the <laughs> the pictures. I don't know. Yeah, why. I mean, there's. I mean, it's that's the thing I like about like the calligraphy books. There's like cool artworks also <laughs> always included. But um, yeah, speaking of like Paul Antonio, I actually wanted to um, attend his flourishing class yeah. back in 2020, but it got canceled because of COVID. Oh, so you're interested yeah. in this class? You are interested in this class? I actually bought the ticket. Yeah, I bought his. Yeah, I bought the ticket to his class, like workshop, like the first uh, workshop, and then it just got canceled because of COVID. Uh. So that was also one of the workshops that I wanted to attend. But no, it's funny because I spoke with him. We want to start some classes with calligraphy masters via Zoom, and I believe he mentioned that we can do this class. And I was like, okay, we're gonna speak, but. Now that you say, <laughs> we might remake <laughs> yeah. it because because I remember like Snooze also bought the ticket, so um, it was in Berlin, so like Berlin letters. So Snooze and I like bought the ticket together, and then oh. uh, we both kind of wanted to attend, but COVID, man, yeah, COVID. yeah, changed our lives. Messed man. up our plans. And Snooze, Snooze yeah. is gonna be also in the podcast finally. You know, for the longest time, Snooze always. Always when I ask him about podcasts, he was like, no, no, man, no, man. But now, uh, now he's going to be also on the podcast. Yeah, he's got all the, all the big boys, huh? All oh, man. Boys. Come on, like, it's not only, it's not like this, but yeah, I think it's, it's, it's good for people to hear the stories of others. For sure, for sure. I mean, Snooze is also such a talented guy, so... Um, Wait, yeah, kinda... now with, did you say he's such a talented guy? I, straight away, I was thinking of, of your latest reel, man. Is he really? Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> in the sense of like, I know he's put in the work, but um, I, when I when I met him, um, 
the there was I don't know like the the way he approaches things, it's like he he sees things differently. Like I know like there's this whole thing about like talent versus like um, training, right? But um, right, this could be like a separate whole separate like podcast episode. Um, but I I know I what you know. mean because I've noticed the same thing in Pokras man. When I met Pokras is I think I've noticed the same thing. He, he Yeah. It's totally yeah. different vision and way of thinking. It's, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Of course, like, like I think like 99% of the time, it's like people put in the work, of course. But if you meet, like some people are just like inherently better, you know, inherently better at doing certain things. So <sighs> I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Well, 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 I really like to meet, I, I would really like to meet Pakras. Oh, um, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I hope he wants to come on the podcast. I asked him. Yo, that would be so cool. Yeah, that would be so cool. He didn't respond yet. You know, I mean, he's quite busy usually. Usually yeah, when I record, busy guy. when I record yeah. something with him, it takes five, six months, months before we're able to do it. But yeah, I really want to make a podcast because, you know, he shared his story so many times, but I guess it's been mostly in Russian and uh, yeah. uh, mm. not many people non-speaking russian know about it so i think it's gonna be super cool if uh, if he comes on the podcast to share the story but... yeah for sure for sure i mean um yeah the most the interviews like most of the interviews that i like found on youtube by podcast uh, they're also in russian so mm. it's kind of tough to like understand yeah but um, yeah what else man <laughs> I, mean, is there, is there i don't know we've done like hour and a half Is there something that I didn't ask you, but you wanted to speak about? Mm. I'm trying to think. Uh, we covered a lot of the topics. We covered a lot. Such a hard question. We covered most of yeah. We 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 covered most of the stuff except for like the Q and A session that we had like last time. Well, that's about it. Yeah. Well, this time it will be without the Q and A session. You know, I mean. Yeah. If you, if people are interested to learn more about it, as we mentioned earlier in the podcast, uh, we're gonna do collabs, collaborations. We're doing some stuff on YouTube together, I guess. I hope. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is definitely not just like an end all, you know. Like, yeah, <laughs> like I just just a part. I just yeah. wanted you to be on the podcast because, as I explained, we've recorded this, but I lost the footage, and I just wanted because we've done it, and I felt like if I invited him before, I want him to be on this podcast, so. Here we've done the podcast. Yeah, and also like fun to talk to you every time. It's and it's also it's like good almost to, like, catch up. It's almost 12 p.m. in your area, isn't it? Yeah. Cool, man. <laughs> I think we can like cut it. Yeah, we can yes, cut it yes. together. Right? I can, of course, man. No problem. Well, welcome to the podcast and bye. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. No. So, cool. uh, thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, 